0: Dudes, what an absolute pleasure to say this is my very first podcast. Um, I'm Russ McDonough, aka The Nomadic Veteran. Uh, if you happen to watch YouTube and you've caught my channel, you know why I'm called that. If you haven't, long story short, me and the missus last year, 2019, sold up 95% of our worldly possessions, including our house, moved into a van, chugged our two dogs in the van, and we've basically decided to travel the world, seeing as much of it as possible, Getting as many new experiences as possible before, we, basically, before we kick the bucket. Anyway, COVID hit. We made a tactical retreat back to UK, and uh, as a little project on on YouTube, I wanted to chat to other veterans who who basically, once they've left the mill, they haven't gone down the normal nine to five route. They've they've got a goal, uh, maybe something a little bit different to the norm, and that they're getting after it and they're they're chasing it down. And I I truly find these guys and girls just inspirational is only word I can use. Anyway. Fast forward, I thought we'd turn it into a bit of a podcast as well, Um, and I was really lucky to get the first guy on the podcast. His name is John Beams, and he's got a hiking company called called Robust Tours. Me and John have been speaking a little while for, I'd probably say about 18 months um, online on on Instagram, uh, and our friendship has kind of grown over there, and then... You know, one thing led to another, and I, I was like, "John, I'd, I'd love to inter- interview you for the for the YouTube documentary." Luckily, he said yes, and then this is obviously the first podcast. I've got to say a massive thanks to John actually, because he made the very first podcast. Like basically, he broke my podcast virginity, and it was it was easy. Uh, it was it was a pleasure to talk to him to chat to him. Should I say? Um, now, John is I I, I find John. Re- he's a really lucky guy because he's found his true passion in life. And he, you know what he he's found it and he's getting after it and he, he gets to do it every single day of his life. So he's, he is what you could say, hashtag winning. Um, he's brutally honest about his ups and downs in, in his military career and his, and it's sort of like, you know, his transition into the civic civvy world. And, and even up until this day, you know, he, he, still makes fuck ups, but he, 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 he holds himself accountable for him. And I think being that honest in, in today's day and age is a rare thing. So I, I find I, I'm, I love that about him. And also, the man drops knowledge bombs like every five, ten minutes. So you, you, you come away from having chatting to him a better person. Anyway, enough about me gobbing off. Here's the very first podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. The very first person I've got on <laughs> is, uh, I I'll, I'll call him Eagle, <laughs> but I'll let you tell him his name and what he's doing here. And then we're going to have a bit of a chit-chat about, well, everything over to you John uh, Hello everyone
1: uh, Russ thanks very much mate uh, we sit here in the Lake District in the United Kingdom um, sort of in the shadow of uh, Hell Vellin. Uh we've just been on a, a tasty scramble on That's Jack's Wake, awesome. which was really really interesting way to kick start the day um, I'm John Beamson the owner and founder of Robust Tours um, a hiking company with spice or with pulse rifles it's, 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 it's
0: definitely spicy we went out this morning and uh, yeah there's a uh, he didn't, he didn't take it easy on me, let's put it that way. <laughs> um, so, we'll, we'll get into it. So, before we, before you we join the army, I just want to talk about what, what kind of made you join the army. So, what, was it something in your childhood? Was it something you'd always wanted to do? Was a member of family mm. in the army before you? What what led you down that path?
1: Um, so, my granddad, Jack, served in World War II, uh, and he was a tanky. So, that was obviously initially where the fascination came from, Um and then a cousin of mine who was a few years older than me, he joined and um, served, served in, and went to Iraq, um, and then sort of as as I as I did came through school, I knew that I wanted to join the army, so I sort of revved school off because yeah. I was like, I don't care because I'm joining the army anyway, so I don't care about school.
0: And then algebra don't need it, mate, don't, don't need it. But the the road to
1: joining was was difficult because um, I, I had a. I was a fat kid, do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I enjoyed the nutty too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I just, I wasn't in good shape. So I, it took me a while to get in. I got rejected twice. Um, just wasn't fit enough. And do you know what? The rejections were good actually looking back because it takes rejection sometimes for you to figure out what you truly want to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and if everything just goes your way all the time, then I feel like you never really truly get that. I definitely want to do this. so You haven't earned
0: it. Well, you have earned it, but you haven't. You know, you've had that blood, yeah. sweat, and tears for it. Yeah. No, you've got it. You've got it. People are yeah,
1: they're they afraid to fail, but I feel that's where the best growth comes. Failure. That's where the best learning comes, and that's where the lessons come from in life, and it, and it builds character. There's no doubt on that. Absolutely, man.
0: <laughs> so, what what age did you did, did you finally with the army? Like, yeah, let's get you in. For, so,
1: um, that would have been I was 17 and a half when I turned up at ATR Perbury. Uh I turned 18, 18th birthday. In, in the middle of AT, <laughs> being in an ATR, getting thrashed every day. Um, yeah, so that that, that was that. Two, two years prior to that, I tried to go to the Army Foundation College, um, and I'm glad I didn't now, because I don't think I would have been, I wouldn't have been strong enough. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had any enough failures in my life to prepare me for what was going to be character building. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad, I, I'm glad it went the way it went, and then phase one was tough, interesting made a lot of good good friends but ultimately found out that this is what i wanted to do and, and my pass-off parade when my mum and dad came down Um, it's still like right up there with one of the proudest things like the awesome proudest indeed. moments i've ever had like marching onto a square to the, you know the military bands and, mm. and and everyone together everyone in step <laughs> for the first time in yeah, there
0: <laughs> ever, ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> everyone digging out blind everyone looks great in number two dress or, or whatever you're passing out in but that no, was good. It's a good process.
0: And then from there you went obviously you went, you went to your unit.
1: Yeah, um it was a strange one because everyone wanted to stay in the UK but I was like, nah I've I've joined the army to, to do what you're supposed to do in travel and I was like, can I go to Germany? And it was like, you wanna go to Germany? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. And I did my phase two, my not what, tra- what
0: year is this now? Uh two thousand and one. Okay. Two thousand and one?
1: Yeah. Did my trade did my trade training um, I joined the artillery and I wanted to I wanted to be involved in, in gunnery really mm-hmm. um, I really liked the old AS90 which was like a sort of tracked gun for those who don't know it's like a bit like a tank okay. um sort of tr- just a track gun um fascinated by um joined the local regiment to me the northeast gunners fourth RA. went to literally went to germany um and then those things that you that you think, oh yeah, mint. Literally, I think I'd been in the regiment a week, and uh, the battery sergeant major had come out and said, "Who wants to go to Kenya?" <laughs> okay. Like as a as a crow as a, as someone new to a regiment. Mm. Um, In the actual, we call them (laughs) new intake gunners. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) It just went there. I was like, "Oh,
0: can you? Awesome!" Ah, yeah. No, but we. Oh, was it? it Was it Jen? Oh, was a Jen? So I thought it was one of those like, "Who wants to get a motorbike
1: license?" And I was like, "Yeah." No, and then he was like, "Cool." Such and such a gun. I think that was sort of November. We did a we did a month start training before Christmas leave, and then. We we went on a six six or eight weeks deployment um, wow. to Kenya and like I was I was like, wow. Kenya was like I still think about Kenya now because it was truly it was truly that experience, you mm-hmm. know like that wow I'm in the army. Do yeah. you know what I mean? like, I, it's not it's not where where will I go, it's where have I been now. Yeah. And Kenya was Kenya was amazing. Um from all the wildlife to the crazy stories to um live field firing. Mm-hmm. Um from From firing real shells and and using real rounds and and being a part of something and then do you know it was nice it was nice to earn um sort of post tour leave if that sort of makes yeah, sense yeah. like to earn that extra week off because you've mm-hmm. been on you've been away and stuff and then I came back from there super lucky came back from there and then they're like right Canada wow, <laughs> like, wow mint Canada and then we went to Canada prairie um uh, Edmonton and all them good stuff Banff Adventure Training like the whole the whole nine yards and then we were with the um, the Royal Irish um, uh, and they had a and he's that famous I can't remember his surname but they had like a, a Lieutenant Colonel who was in charge of the regiment at the time who was really sort of um, a big character within mm-hmm. the army at that time and uh, we played we played enemy for, for his battalion mm-hmm. our, our batteries so 90 of us played enemy for his infantry battalion and uh, I just remember thinking, this is class. I'm like running around the prairie with yeah. the Jimmy,
0: and I'm getting paid to do it. <laughs> just yeah. yeah,
1: just 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 class. Um, and then and then just just the year just started, and the years just disappear. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. before you know it, you're like, oh yeah, I turned up three years ago, and you think, well, where's that time gone?
0: So then after that, you first tele turns up 2003. Uh no, I did Northern Ireland. So you were in Northern Ireland for that year. We we um we went and did public
1: order battalion um, and, and we closed down a place called Edmonton Barracks, which was in um, London's area at the time. And we just sort of went up there to, to sweep up and just to sort of be the last, the last unit to sort of go through that process. And like, that was my first tour. Mm-hmm. And like, obviously I, I knew about Northern Ireland and even though it was right at the very end of the tour and yeah. sort of the peace process and, and tensions had eased, you, you still had to watch what you were doing. Yeah. You know, you still couldn't just go there there was an enemy threat, you know what I mean? You couldn't mm-hmm. just toss it off and just think, oh, I'm on holiday and all mm-hmm. that. Like you still have to play the game and a lot of us a lot of us young lads, that was our first tour, so we 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 sort of wanted to prove a point that we that we belonged, you know yeah, what I mean? So everyone absolutely. really dug out. Even all the old and bald who'd been coming to Ireland for years were like yeah, I'm, I'm probably proper dumb of Ireland. But, <laughs> yeah. We sort of picked up the slack a bit, and I'd like I remember loads of people having great tours, and um, public order training was always a good laugh.
0: Yeah, I bet, man, I bet. <laughs> I <was laughs> Smashing the place up. And then, uh, so you did that, yeah. But I know you did it. You did Afghan. Yeah, I mean, um,
1: I mean, I, I went to I went to Iraq up op, up um jumping forward a little bit. In between that, we did the Feynman strikes as well. Which oh, I is- did those. Yeah. How good were they? <laughs> in the old Green Goddesses. Um, yeah, that was bananas. We we were lucky because obviously we were based in Germany but we got brought back and we sort of did we did our um, Green Goddess duties mm-hmm. in, in the northeast Gunners area so a lot of us got extra chance to go home and, and, and see families and, and girlfriends and all that good stuff so we got good time Um and again, like everyone just dug out, but I was what like, on
0: what <laughs> yeah, on? Yeah, well, we, we 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 did that, and I we we didn't do the uh, the Green Goddesses. We did the Bart team, the breathing apparatus, rescue, oh, mint. and we got trained up in Carlisle. Mint, and it was an awesome night out. it's uh, yeah. all I really remember for that six weeks of learning that, but it was good. Like, uh, but no, that, that you know what? I I mega enjoyed that whole fireman Strike yeah, shenanigans. Uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah, digressing. Yeah, so you cracked that.
1: Yeah, and then and then um, went to Iraq. I went to Iraq as a replacement for someone. They didn't get. They called it a battle casualty replacement, but I think what happened is the the person who I took over, they were going on a career course, oh, okay. so, they, so they needed yeah, to replace yeah. them. So um, we were on tour as a battery, but the the all bat had had reduced in numbers, so they didn't need a full battery complement. So what would happen is they had it so they had like. Um, the first three months and the second three months, mm-hmm. and they were trying to like swap people over. So technically, you're doing half tours, and then it, it sort of came out. um, What are you doing on Monday? Oh, I don't know why. Fly, you're flying to Baszler. Oh, morale through the <laughs> roof. Like that. Cheers. But I was quite like again, and and like, oh yeah, a rack. Do you know what I mean? Like that, yeah. it, it, a rack was tasty, Um especially on the old. um Tell you a good story, actually. I changed over with a girl called Leanne Morris in um, what was that place for the American base where you used to change over. Um, um Anyway, we landed there. We changed over. Then you you flew in by a combat flight, so right. you got a civvy flight to this American staging mm-hmm. base, and then you flew in in a, in a C C one thirty or whatever it was at the time. And like as I was coming in, she she was on the other side of the sort of partition. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: And then she's like, I've made you bed. And I, was, shh, shh. I was like, oh, cheers. And then um, when I got there, like, IDF was a massive thing. Yeah, but, yeah. Indirect fire was like, mm-hmm. and it wasn't, I, I hadn't even been there a day before, you know, you became uh, very aware of that noisy IDF alarm. Mm-hmm. And God, I mean, I don't think a day went by where we didn't get IDF'd. Um, indirect fire for those who are not up on the old uh, dits. But like rockets, mortars um, and people were getting hurt in, uh-huh. in Basra. It was a serious thing. And um, I, I remember when, I mean, were, we, we, we laughed about it, but I, I sort of wonder now, I look back and think, has that affected me like a bit mentally? Because there was times where we used to go for evening meal and for some reason we always used to get IDF'd around about 5, 36 o'clock. And like one day... I went to sit down at the table and instead of sitting down at the table I just got on the floor. Without even yeah. like without even yeah, yeah thinking about it, I just pulled a chair out, mm-hmm. got on the floor and started eating. Cause like for the previous couple of days we'd just been hammered IDF. Yeah. And then get alone be all ten minutes there.
0: Well they know everyone's at Scranton or yeah, a D fac so or whatnot, so yeah, they're gonna
1: So they so they knocked the IDF in. Um three months went like that, um got uh IDF'd on a on a on a ten k on like a ten k round buzzer base. Um That was awful. Like, cause I'd been I'd been I'd been attacked before, but I'd been with all the other blokes, mm-hmm. and everyone was like, "We." Yeah, you know, like, when did. you're like on your own and you got no one else mm-hmm. to like pretend that you're not scared with,
0: <laughs> it's, a fucking, <laughs>
1: yeah. it's a different game. And I remember fucking like getting IDF'd, thinking, "Fucking hell!" Like, I'm trying to make myself. You know, digging mm-hmm. into my teeth and like actually physically fucking crying while the fucking IDF was landing in the base thinking god I'm going to bite it whilst I've been out of tank k yeah,
0: yeah.
1: and then I got back to the lines fucking walked in with teeth rolling down my eyes and then was like oh have you put the sand in your eyes like no nah, I just thought I was going to be fucking killed I've been crying <laughs> yeah. like, I did that tour um, came back and then just kicked off I would great tours so um, I got promoted to Lance Shack on that tour and um, Came back off that and then we went straight on a on a on a full screws carder. Awesome. Smash that. Smash that. Iraq. Fucking hell.
0: Been there, done um,
1: it. been there and done it, and then Afghan, the absolute Vietnam of the fucking British Army or or the mm-hmm. other forces in, in general, because we did our pre pre deployment training. What, which, what year are
0: we looking for this now?
1: Uh, two thousand seven. Okay. End of two thousand seven we went to we did Herrick Herrick um eight, two thousand 2008, Um, and we deployed somewhere. I want to say towards the end of March, early April, and we did a summer tour. Um, And uh, it was fucking savage. And we we only went as a small detachment. We hadn't the Orbat and the Manon hadn't gone through the roof yet, so we didn't deploy even as a section or a company. We just deployed as like I think it was like 15 of us went out there. Do you know what I mean? We just deployed in, in, in a real small number. Um, and then we worked in we worked in pairs, so we we had a piece of equipment which would detect enemy um, IDF. Mm-hmm. So our our roles was to deploy into battle groups and 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 battalions and basically give them a a, a sort of bubble, so they would know where if they got wow. indirect fire. Now a lot of new kit came into the forces at that time, so no one really fucking knew what anyone did. <laughs> <Yeah>. So like. <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, yeah, so I remember we, we we had like two or three days sirs, ma'am, ladies and gents, um welcome to operate whatever. And then me and a guy called Mike Jones basically said, Right lads, um wheels up at fucking two o'clock and this is like twelve o'clock. Um <laughs> you deploy him with three power um battalion, all the rest good luck. And we're like fucking hell. Nah. And jumped on the helicopter, flew out, jumped off the helicopter in the middle of a desert, Um, and everything's new, do you know what I mean? Like, everything's new. You're joining a battalion you've never worked with before, so you've got those barriers to overcome. Uh No one has a clue what you do, so everyone's like, fucking hell, these are we feeding now, do you know what I mean? And then then you attach yourself, and we we attached ourselves with the sort of... um, Forward air controllers and the motor control guys, mm-hmm. because, like, my, my job was to say to, like, whoever was the OC at the time, say, this is what kit we have, and this is our capability, mm-hmm. and they'd be like, oh, right, you can, you can locate enemy counter yeah? Right, go and attach yourself to the motor platoon. Now, for those who don't know, three-power motors have a bit of a reputation. Yeah. <laughs> so I was, like, thinking, oh, great, I'm going to get attached to three-power motors. <laughs> Obviously, we're not paratrooper, we're just from normal artillery units. So, like, there's that stigma as well. Yeah. But once they were sound, like once they realised what we did and what like, you brought to the table, we brought to the yeah. table, it was like, right, fair enough.
0: We like uh, you now. Yeah we, yeah,
1: we like you. And the kit that we had had been sort of emergency purchased because of the because of lads getting smashed a bit mm-hmm. by IDF and not being able to locate it fast enough,
0: uh-huh.
1: and. Um, once you said to someone, if someone fires an enemy projectile at us, this this will give me a ten-figure grid of where they've launched it from. And, like, if you're in counter fires, mm-hmm. you're like, well, yeah, you're yeah. not my best friend. Yeah. So set that laptop up right here and you keep that piece of equipment serviceable and running and we'll keep feeding you yeah. and we'll keep the wolves off the door. Awesome, man. So, but Herrick was a fucking, Herrick was a tour beyond, like, the Herrick
0: it was and that was full six months you did?
1: Yeah, I got in the like probably on five months to go and do a career course. Okay. Um uh, I, I saw enough of Afghanistan on Herek Eight for when, when they said, We're gonna bring you back, you need to go and do a career course, and five months, go on leave. You know, there was a part of me that was thinking, I don't wanna leave the guys who I'll come out with. Yeah, home of course man. And then there's a the jack part of me that was like, get me the fuck out <laughs> of here. Yeah
0: yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're joking. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> really? Uh, oh, okay. Well, that was very hard because, I- in respect, I'd gone from like this crazy routine of like staggering on radars and, and staggering on bases and, 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 you know, that whole patrol life to being inbound to Bryce Norton back in the UK within the
0: space of 24 hours. Yeah, it's. it's uh... Uh, and it's a different, I you know, it's a different mentality. And- it, it's a bit of a mind fuck when I used to work away in that. And one minute you get an IDF and you're in <laughs> you're, you're in Baghdad and that, and then less than twenty four hours later, you're at, sat at home with a cup of coffee with your mm. missus watching Netflix, and you're like, this, the two don't go together in just in such a short space of time. So yeah, man, it's it's a lot of people don't get that.
1: Yeah,
0: it, it's tough, man. And um, you you get back. I mean,
1: I got back, and then. I was on leave straight away I mean oh by the way there's there's six weeks off and there's ten grand
0: yeah like what are you going to do with it
1: fucking hell and yeah. then I went to I went on holiday with my, with my partner and all of a sudden I'd gone from like this fucking super hostile environment mm. to nothing and it wasn't it wasn't the right way to do it you know what I mean and I, and I wonder how many other people went through that experience it should have been like forget the fucking career course We need to make sure that that individual is in a place to fucking be released back <laughs> yeah, into society. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like the answer isn't, oh yeah, you're alright. Yeah, I'm alright. Yeah, oh, Sound get yourself off. I have six weeks off. Um, is all the money that you saved up off tour. Um, see so you. See so you in January. Mm-hmm. Um, don't fill anyone in. Mm-hmm. Like that's not the fucking like. If that's the brief that you were given then that brief is bullshit there should have been a period we're saying we need to make sure whether these lads are fucking before we release them back into into civilian life and in around civilian people that they you know what I mean that there isn't an underlying issue and and I was I just spend six months fucking with all of these sort of hostile environment so you're on edge all the time mm-hmm. you know it's like you're on edge and you're a fucking cold spring. And then all of a sudden you're you in this new environment and you're still, you're still that cold spring. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, if you're on the drink or whatever and something's said, your instant reaction is, right, I need to return fire. As quickly as possible as with f- maximum f- yeah. force. Yeah, force because I need to win the firefight quickly. I can't get bugged down. But you're not in that situation yeah. anymore, but your mind is still telling you. Right, don't let this cut hit you first. Make sure you get the first punches uh-huh. in. But you so you saw so, I found myself like so so angry like I well, I definitely thought the world owed me a favour at that point in time. Uh-huh. And especially especially back home, I had a fucking massive chip on my shoulder. Like to the point where I was thinking, This couldn't have been Afghan, I'm gonna uh-huh. fucking chin him. Like uh-huh. But it's not they were just living their normal lives, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Like and and I, I just wonder if the MOD could have handled it better, and someone could have said, "Yeah, let's not just send people straight home. Let's, you know, and two days in Cyprus, chilling each other, having a barbecue, isn't fucking no. It's, it's not a big compression.
0: <laughs> it's but it's it's also when when you've been away from home for that long, all you want to do is get back yeah, to, I, to yeah, your family I, and that. That's totally understand and, that. But you know, and that although that's only twelve years ago, we've come such a long way mm. in twelve years, or at least I hope we have. Yeah." Uh, what well, time will tell? Time will tell, man. It, 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 yeah, if we, um...
1: because if we think there's no more conflicts around the corner, and then we've truly learned no nothing, have we? But I feel, I feel like there's a lot of guys who went to Afghan, and even though they returned, they didn't return. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like mentally, they didn't return properly. I, I was lucky in the respect of I was definitely damaged goods mm-hmm. but not to the point where it wasn't it took me some time but not to the point where it couldn't be turned back oh, around but yeah. I, I feel like some people are just fucking I've heard the stories f- first hand so I feel like I class myself lucky that I can turn it around but some of those lads I feel like once they got back it was like right yeah back on to it. PT for edit. Mm. like are we just forgetting all that happened, are we? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's done now. Well S- done. Let's S- yeah. charge it written. let fucking go. You
0: got a medal, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Cheers, yeah. mate. Yeah, on to the next thing. So look at, looking back at your, your military career, good times, highlights?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, one of the one of the best moments was uh, I ended that Afghan to do a career course but I deployed to Belize as that as, oh, yeah <laughs> as an admin CEO on St George's King. Can't be talking <laughs> about this, yeah. Um Just Just the greatest moment in any young man's life. Um it was just brilliant. I mean at the time I was thinking, oh well if I end the tour and then I'll spend a bit of time at home. And then another six months tour. Like still a tour do you know what I mean like you're still it's still Belize and you're still on tour but I went there and it was class like it took like about a bazillion flights to get to Belize (laughs) but once I got there and I got into like their lifestyle and that and and like being on an adventure train island and just
0: living the dream basically just
1: absolutely living the dream like I had to get I had to get my um, powerboat license because I had to ferry people from Mm -hmm. from the mainland to the quay which off the top of my head, it might have been like 12 k. Um, it was class. And then on a the weekend, if we didn't have expeds in, I was like, "Well, I'm in charge of the diesel. I'm in charge yeah. of the, and I'm in charge of the boats." So we used to go up like um, San Pedro and Key Corker, and it was just the greatest time of my life. Like, as a place, Belize will always. I think we'll always have like a special place for I me. Mean, that's definitely the highlight of my military career. Belize was class. But then you come back to your unit and say, "Who are you?" Yeah, you've, I've only you've been gone. Six, yeah, I've yeah. only been gone
0: six months. Ah, ah. Well, you have to. You have to get it back. So, military career done. You done. left in 2011. Yeah. What happened then? Um. God, the transition from military. <laughs> That's sounds horrendous <laughs> <Yeah>. straight
1: away. <laughs> the transition from military to civilian was was a hard road. Um. I um, I just, I, I had I had dreams of grandeur of a, about getting into the nuclear constabulary, right? Um, and just thought, yeah, I'll just phone them up and tell them, I'm the back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll be like, when do you want to start? Um, the world's longest fucking application process. Um, and almost to the point where I thought, well, do I do I really need to like fucking do this? I've done Afghan. Um. Mm. Didn't, didn't get in that. Um, just took the first job I could, which was... I just took a job. I just wanted to get out of the army and into another job. Uh-huh. Um, and I, I started working for Calagas, um, delivering, like, bottle gas to mm-hmm. Caravan Parks. Yeah. Out on my own, um, delivering bottle gas. Sort of felt like my own boss. But it quickly sort of became an issue because I'm... At that time, I was, like, Super confrontational, like right. fucking. Speak to me wrongly, or speak, or, or, or I feel like you've wronged me, and then I'm I'm fucking I'm wronging you. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And I'll, I'll go out my way to wrong you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because I was dealing with Joe Public quite a lot, um, it got a bit it got a bit sort of tense. And then it was only a seasonal job, and that was sort of coming to the end. It, I worked there from sort of January. Till about middle of April, maybe end of May, and then a a a large haulage firm like a came. In, basically, said, "Um, you know, you've applied. We've got a job going. Do you want to come and work for us?" And I got blinded by the money because it was like good money forty two grand.
0: Okay.
1: And when you're not when you're on eighteen grand,
0: yeah.
1: Thought <laughs> they, like, and I was like, oh yeah, and I, and I got I got in it and I got proper money, 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 money.
0: Which happens when you haven't had yeah. money and all of a sudden you've got it, yeah. And <laughs> and like
1: I'm not lying, after about a month I was like, Oh my god, is this it? Is this it? Is this what I've is this me now for the rest of my yeah. life? This going up and down the fucking M1, spinning dits with people about when it was a two well. and yeah. I was just I was just so fucked off, but I was more fucked off with myself. At the time I didn't at the time I didn't think like that. It was every, I was looking for people to blame. Like, I was looking for everyone else it was it was everyone else's fault but mine anyway I did that hated it um they, they got like a i ended up having a, a clash of um personalities with the um transport manager to the point where it was just unworkable and I was like T- cheers and and then I left there in in a fit of rage um and just just sort of spoffed about really um got a few sort of agency things here and there, kept kept the wheels turning and then I ended up going for another haulage company but ended up doing four days on, four days off. Nice. And I was like, oh, class, like four days off is like I'm winning, do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I felt like, I thought, oh yeah, I've got a good balance here. Like I've got this work-life mythical, balance. Mythical Yeah, work-life balance and I'm still getting paid a decent crust but I've got four days off and then I could handle it. Do you know what I mean? I could go into those environments, work for four days, and just think four days off, four days off, four days off, Mm -hmm. four days off. And it was class. I really, really enjoyed it to the point where, like, when my four days off were like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I'd be down like some coffee shop in the town, just chilling out, reading the Guardian or whatever I was reading at the time.
0: The Guardian. Come on. (laughs) Yeah. Really? Let's be honest.
1: (laughs) And uh, just just relaxed with it and. People, were, people. After a while, people were like, "What are you doing?" Mate? Like you speak, you rebel a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but it didn't look like I didn't work. So people were like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "Oh well, I'll do four days off." Oh, that sounds class. And I got, I got like into it, which will lead us into where we're going to go. Um, someone who I worked with basically rang me and said, "We're doing the National Three Peaks, um, and we've had someone drop out, and they've paid for the bus. And um, do you want to do it?" Mm-hmm. And I was like. Uh yeah and it just so like it just so happened to fall on your four days off on my four days oh, off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, Yeah, go on then, why not? And I did it. But I was by no means anywhere near as like hill fit as I am now or as tasty as I am now. And I fucking hung out in my <laughs> ass massively. Oh, yeah. And I'd big myself up on the coach. Oh, fuck! You're in the What you do? Spinning it spinning stories. And then we and then we did we did Ben Nevis first, and there was a really group. Like there was, a, there was like four or five lads who were fucking who'd been training for this for a long time, and they went off at a pace, and I was like, "Fucking now. Wow. Um, and I quickly thought to myself, "Let's finish it," but we ain't finishing it like these lads are going to yeah. finish it. So I just. So I backed it off. All ah, old injury, all injuries. Played yeah,
0: on. <laughs> the hammy's gone, but I'll
1: finish it, guys. I'll Finish it. So, I, so I, I'd never really been up that many mountains until that point, and then once I saw the beauty of them, we had a guy, um, our mountain leader, um, who got, he runs a company called Active Challenge, and that's what he does. He runs sort of um, national free peaks. Mm-hmm. So as I got talking to him, I was like what do you do for a living, mate? He's like, I do this. And I was like, this? What, just fucking take a up my <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was like, this is class. And he's like, it's got ups and downs, mate. I was like, I see what you've done Literally. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, how would you how do you get into it? And he's like, look, mate, if you're interested, right, give us a ring next week and uh, I'll tell you how to do it. Now, he's probably had that.
0: A million times.
1: He's probably had that a million yeah. times. But next week, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, he said, right, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And I was like, fucking doing it. And then that's when it was born. And then as I got better at map reading, as I got fitter and stronger and became more like confident of going out and just having these great solo adventures Mm. in the lakes, in the dales, locally to me, all over, my confidence grew. And then I was like, actually, I'm fucking pretty good at this. Um, And I had this idea of like, I want to offer hiking, but with a bit of spice, like for people looking to to test themselves and to try and kick on a little bit. And then one thing leads to another before you know it, you're listening to Dave Goggins
0: <laughs> screaming at uh, you know <laughs> screaming at the moon. Anybody knows me, loves knows I love Goggins and Jocko, <laughs> yeah. the two legends that are. Yeah. And and then it's
1: and then it was sort of born. And then you know you, you you do your training, you do your mountain leader training, then you do your consolidation, and then.
0: And you were still working while you? Were yeah, doing
1: yeah. This. yeah. The four and four suited me perfectly awesome. because I was like, "Well, the four days off, I'm going to dedicate, and I literally, for three of those days, I'd be out, Brilliant. wild camping, um, cracking big days. I mean, I was wild camping in fucking February out here in the lakes, yeah. in, in a summer, in a summer tent, in a summer steam <laughs> bag, because I, in my mind, I was like, build character, won't it. If I had, if I have super hard days now, then when it comes to assessment." They won't be as hard as this.
0: Yeah,
1: Like that whole military ethos of like train hard, fight easy. And then found a great instructor, a guy in Wales called Paul Poole, who I did my training with and then I did my assessment with. And the week before my assessment, I spent the week beforehand in Wales just fucking beasting myself. And then I already felt like I'd been on an assessment by the time I got on the assessment. So I was already in that mindset. mindset. And he was like, who's taking the first leg? I was like, yep. And every time he said he what, because I was like, I've fucking come I've got here the to, confidence to, yeah, to lead, yeah. I, I'll do it. Um, I'll take it. And then it got your point. Like, anyone? Yeah, okay, John. <laughs> yeah, <we laughs> anyone get, but John. Yeah, yeah, we we get it, John. Like, I'll take them all. Um, passed it, and then that's when it was born. Really, like that's where it, that's
0: where it came from. So what year is this now? Uh
1: where are we at? Oh, 2020... Um. 2017 20 yeah 2017 2018 robust tours was become a thing yeah become a thing yeah um i want to say april 2018 um and then and then as you as you do you get on social media and you start building what you wanted to be mm-hmm. and then you start coming up with ideas for events and then you get into whatever you get into and I, and i got like what came along with my hiking was wearing fitbits mm mm-hmm. mhm so that's why I got massively interested in this whole thing of counting steps and mm-hmm. like chasing these badges. Oh yeah, Fitbit, this and you know. After ten thousand steps on a Fitbit, it rewards you with a new badge. Mm-hmm. So, um, it was like, oh, thirty thousand steps, so oh, that's class. And then it's like, well, what and then you get you go down the rabbit hole How and How far it's can like, I go with this? Where where does this end? And then I found <laughs> it, I did my research, and it was like hundred thousand steps is the is, Basically, after that, Fitbit will count your steps, but you don't get nothing more for it because they sort of say, as a hike, that's probably the very limit the of limit what for
0: most people.
1: Yeah, most people could hike in a day, not including fell runners and trail runners and that sort of madness. But and then eventually, I was like, hundred thousand is it? Right? Okay. And then then you set down that road yeah. of like, can I do this? And like, I failed it, t- failed it twice to get that to get a hundred thousand, but. Like, you learned you, but you learn you, yeah. you learn that right I didn't. I can't carry enough food and I can't carry enough water so mm-hmm. I need a support team um, the second time I got my sums wrong and I didn't I didn't carve out enough real estate mm-hmm. so I was like fuck like, it's only it's only until you physically work it out or do something that you realise alright this is how much real estate I'm going to need mm-hmm. um, and when you say to yourself that's the finish it's very hard to finish and think ah, oh, fucked it up, I need to do another six mile.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, I mean, so I was like, ah, oh. and then when we finally, then I finally worked it out, test and adjust, I was like, that will get us our steps and the first time I did it, I did 103,000 in, I don't know, I am going to say 17 hours, I think, back then.
0: And how far is that in distance?
1: So, 100,000 steps is, is the equivalent of 50 mile. <sighs> and, awesome. Yeah. Obviously, elevation and, and terrain yeah, type
0: yeah.
1: affects it, but, as a rule of thumb, it, it should be somewhere between, sort of, well, 50 miles.
0: And then, and then, like, this whole sort of, like, step, counting your steps sort of obsession yeah. led you to... So, it's coming up to two weeks ago now. Yeah. You, you did. <laughs> yeah. 24 hours. 24 of hours. Of non-stop. Stepping. Stepping <laughs> step is a nice way of putting it? it?
1: Yeah. Um, so, uh, throughout this whole lockdown process, I'd seen loads of people doing, like, climb the virtual fucking Ben Nevis on your stairs and... Do a thousand burpees in your underpants and like <laughs> all these other, and I was like, "Oh, this is all really cool," but I was like, "It's like that wasn't really my thing," mm-hmm. and I was like, "Right, okay." So, my business partner and friend Tom, I, I phoned him up and I was like, "Got an idea for you," and he's like, "Oh, here we go." And I said, um, "Right, if you drop me off at midnight, one minute past midnight, on on sort of Thursday." morning mm-hmm. if I hike continuously for 24 hours I wonder how far I can go and how many steps I can get and he's like right that's mad he's like "Um, I was like I've got the real estate I said we won't have an end we, we, there isn't like a conventional mm-hmm. end it's just whenever 24 the 24 hour period later. is yeah. so we, we did the planning and we bought all the food all the water and all that stuff and you know uh, we had someone else come, a girl called Hayley, um, and what they did is I hiked five and a half, six hours on my own, from, say, obviously midnight to six in the morning, mm-hmm. um, through Industrial side, which was fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> 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 <bad>, yeah. Plus, yeah. <laughs> there's a
0: chimney. We uh,
1: <laughs> where two, we're two lads at three in the morning going past the football ground. Asked me if I'd like to come out robbing Um, with them. Sorry, I'm uh, a bit busy, but but still, maybe tomorrow. Thanks for the invite. Um, And then when I got to the first rest point, the the plan was to eat, sort your feet out, drink, restock, repack, rearm and go again. And then Tom and Hayley took it in turns. One drove the bus to the next rest point. The other one hiked with Mm -hmm. me. So I had that continuity. And then as the day progressed, more and more people sort of jumped in and out of the day. Um finished on 120,000 in eight hundred steps, fifty eight point whatever miles, um and just four miles away from Barney Castle and getting an eye test. Wow. But um yeah it was it was a proper emotional day and I've been lockdown has affected everyone. Mm-hmm. So where literally I would have been out every weekend hiking, I couldn't do that. So you, you think, well, what can I do? So you're doing the odd 5K, 10K press-ups, burpees, whatever, but that does not that does not give you hill fitness. Mm-hmm. It certainly doesn't build the endurance that you get from going on long-distance hikes. So I managed to get four, I think, four 20Ks in before this epic. That, that's barely scratching the surface. Yeah. Like, that's, that's barely scratching the surface. And the reason why I did it, was to prove that even though things aren't perfect if that's what you want to do that's yeah. what can be done now is it going to be pretty no is it are you going to piss it definitely not but if that's what you want to do then then go and do it and there's too many people they want everything in their favor perfect weather perfect boots perfect food yeah. per- like if you're waiting for perfect, you will never do anything. I'm waiting either. for the
0: new Gucci watch to tell me how yeah. far I've come or gone, shall I? Say. Uh,
1: and it, and it'll never come to you. So you just have to think, well, this is, this is what this is the day, this is the time, and uh, and I'm gone. That's it, hour Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what time we're going for it.
0: Yeah, you know what? What what I love about it to to, to sort of like cook Goggins as well is you you created another little cookie for the yeah. cookie jar there. Yeah. So that, for those who don't know what a <laughs> cookie jar is, it's 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 a jar of basically when you've been through tough times and you're, and you're dying on your ass and you're kind of like, mm. I don't know if I can get through this. You pull out a cookie, which was another tough time. And you basically, you eat that cookie, you eat that cookie and you remind yourself, like, oh, I've done worse than this. I can do it again. And you've just, you've massively yeah. got a huge cookie now. Yeah. Which you can draw on any time.
1: And as well, like I, I, at that time I was like, I'm retelling the same stories. Like, you if you want to be relevant, you have to go and do shit that yeah. keeps you relevant. So, like, I, I've created this, like, as you are saying about Goggins, like, I've created this persona, like, the eagle, like, and eagles do fucking eagle shit. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you want to be tasty, then go and do shit that's tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, And go and do stuff that people say in a day, like, that makes them stop and think, fucking hell, it's mental. But, you know, I'm not, an ultra runner or an ultra athlete I'm just a guy mm-hmm. but I'm prepared to go to these places where a lot of people aren't mm-hmm. and actually when I get there um I quite fucking I quite have a good time yeah. now don't get me wrong there was times on that 24 hour hike especially towards the end when my toys were fucking well and truly out the pram yeah. and it was like it was emotional and it just was about left foot right foot left foot right foot Um just fucking crack on, do you know what I mean? Just keep on going mm-hmm. because people have done stuff harder than this and they've cracked on. So just fucking keep going and you know, everyone came out, my little hiking club came out and supported awesome. me and and it makes people it makes people look at you on lockdown and say, fucking oh, hell if he did that. What's,
0: Why haven't I done something?
1: What's my fucking excuse? Mm-hmm. Next year, like stop living on Sunday Island. Too mm-hmm. many people live on Sunday Island. Um waiting for these perfect conditions to roll in. Ah, well, 2020 was going to be my year, but COVID, like... <laughs> fuck COVID, do you know what I mean? Like, if that's what defines your 2020, then it was always going to be defined by something mm-hmm. else. Because there's people gone through... Say it was a hard year when the fucking Vikings roamed through. That was a hard year. Yeah. <laughs> that was a hard yeah. show.
0: So you, that's, that's, that's basically the ethos of Robust Tours. Crack on. Is... is And, this, and how, how are you different now to... <clears throat> Bob's Mountain yeah. Guided Tours.
1: Well, unless Bob's fought the Taliban twice <laughs> um, <laughs> and gone on crazy long-distance super hikes mm-hmm. um, and, and and had to, you know, get on with it, then, then we differ massively because everyone's got a thing and everyone's got the niche. And my niche is let's go and have a monstrous doubt and let's see what we can achieve. Yeah. Um, you know, and I, and I laugh and joke about it, and I tell, and I always tell people the truth. Like, and and I think I've told you before, but I avoid the word walk massively.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, in fact, it makes me like die a little bit inside oh, yeah. when people say it because I'm thinking to myself, what I do isn't a walk. Mm-hmm. No one goes walking for twenty four hours, and yeah. like a walk is down as do to get the bread and milk. <laughs> like, change the map. We're going on. An, I always say adventure because that's it That's what it is because. Yeah. Anything could happen. Anything could happen. And it's you and your equipment versus Mother Nature. And Mother Nature, she's she's the fucking alias thing test, ever. Yeah. She she's there, do you know what yeah. I mean? And if you if you're not prepared, she will kick your ass. There's no there's no getting away from it. And it's cool if people want to go out with Bob's fucking ill walking group, but me and Bob do things very, very differently because we've had different experiences and mm-hmm. Those people who want to be tested and who want to think, okay oh, you now that was crazy what we've mm-hmm. done today, then they come see me. You know, if you want, if you want um, ice cream, it's Ben and Jerry's, isn't it? Yeah. If you want spicy hiking,
0: <laughs> <laughs> on, dude. Yeah. that's one way of looking. At it. So, yeah. what what what's in the what's in the pipeline? What's what's in the future of Robust Tours? Well, um, I know you've got the the battle bus. Yeah,
1: so we've got we've got a new battle bus. Um, we have uh, the hundred thousand step challenge, which is sort of uh, one of the flagship events which will run in September. Um, we've got the Fantastic Four, which is all the Lake District scrambles in a day. Um, the, the four most iconic. Mm-hmm. There's already people showing an interest for that. Um, and I'm I'm gonna become I, I've seen it like I wanna become an official ambassador for Fitbit. Mm-hmm. Like, end of the day, I am their dream because in fact, they owe me two badges because they I went past 110 <laughs> yeah. and 120 and I got shit for them. So, yeah. like, Fitbit, where's my badges? Um, get it sorted out. And then I would like to run events for Fitbit.
0: Awesome.
1: And say, well, who, who am I? Well, I'm the guy that did 120,000 steps in a, in a day. Okay. Um, you say 10,000 is a tasty day. I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then just, just keep building the network. And, and, you know, I'm not everyone's cup of tea. But it's all right because we drink coffee. Yes,
0: we do <laughs> the <laughs> finest coffee yeah.
1: as well, I'd say. Yeah. Uh, so, what I mean by that is, I'm not for everyone, and nor do I want to be. If you're the sort of person who likes to have a day out where you can look back and say, "That was that was intense, and I've earned my pizza," then you're more than welcome. If you just like to go for a bimbly ten yeah. k, and talk about plants and flowers. And go and find the plants and flowers guy.
0: <laughs> Fair enough, man. <laughs> yeah. Bob, you're no longer needed. Uh, <laughs> right, I think, I think that's it. Yeah, it's been class, mate. Some some good dips, dude. <laughs> some good dips. Uh, so that's basically it. So uh, I can attest to it. Me and John went out this morning. Obviously, we kept our social distancing, uh, and it was it was mega. It was uh, I'm mega mega enjoying it, dude. Yeah, it so class. thank you very much for that. <laughs> I I obviously took the coffee and made him a good wet, and he took me up the mountain, and yeah, I survived. So, um, if you want to see, if you want to catch up with uh, with John or Bus Tours or on Instagram, I'll put their link in down below. Uh, Obviously, my links down below for Instagram for all that good stuff. And uh, John, thanks mate, dude, thanks very much. You are the very first one to do this. I love it. So, uh, it'll be a success for you, no doubt. Well, it's about you know what? It's about it's about mate. There's so many good blokes. Who leave the military and they they just they they're getting after it. Yeah. And they they're not going down the conventional route. And there's nothing wrong with going down the conventional route. But there's also a lot to be said for for chasing your dreams because like like you've already said, you you only live once. Yeah. Get after it. Test yourself because then you'll only truly know what you what yeah, you're made well, of. Yeah. And and start putting some cookies in those cookie jars, which yeah. uh, which Gargan loves. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. Thanks very much, dude. Absolutely ah, appreciate. it. And that's a wrap, people. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. If you are listening to that and you're like, you know what, I would love to see this little 10-minute documentary you put together on John, uh, you can do. Head over to uh, over to uh, to YouTube, at The Nomadic Veteran. It'll be on there, episode one, Vet Files, we've called it. Um, if not, if you can't find it on there, head over to Instagram, on uh, again, at The Nomadic Veteran, and I'll point you in the right direction. And until then, thanks for listening. Leaders.